0: Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Corporate Side Hustler podcast. In today's episode, we'll be discussing how to manage your time while juggling all the things even during COVID-19. Now, my guest speaker today is a former client turned friend. When I met Kara, she was working in London at LinkedIn building her side business. Fast forward to now, she is running a successful side business helping women all over the world using time, such as the lunch break, to build a profitable five-figure business from Australia. And yes, she is still working full time at LinkedIn. So she knows firsthand how hard it can be to juggle all the things while pursuing your dreams. So if you're struggling with managing your time while juggling all the things, this episode is for you. Alright, corporate side hustlers. I have something really fun in store for you. So my guest today, not only was a former client, but she has now turned a really good friend. She is now someone I admire when I watch her Instagram stories being like, how do I work with her? And it's just so much fun to see how much she's evolved that I thought, why not bring her on as a guest expert to really talk through how you really manage your time while juggling all the things, especially when managing your time during the season that we're in, which is the COVID 19?
1: So, with that said, welcome, Kara. Hey, hey, ladies. And thank you so much, Lisa. It's so awesome to be reunited. Kara, <laughs> I shared a little bit in the
0: beginning um, who you were when I kicked off this episode, but I would love for my viewers to actually, my listeners, I should say, to hear specifically from you, a little bit about you. So whatever you want to share personally um, about your biz, uh, just we'll kick it over to you.
1: Perfect. Thanks. So my name is Kara, but I have lived in England for the past three and a half years, and I just moved to Australia three months ago. So my Australian British alderigree is Kara. Everyone, they can't say Kara. So here we go. You guys can <laughs> pick whichever way you want to say my name. It actually does not bother me at all. I don't
0: think I knew that. Kara? Really? awesome.
1: Oh, yeah yeah I'm, I'm super formal that's my classy side I you know, the other side <laughs> so yes yeah, so I'm Kara Kara. um I'm originally as you guys can tell American now. I just have lived abroad now for gosh four or five years um, but I am a business coach and strategist really by night and every other waking second in between my day job and I'm also a consultant at LinkedIn so I've been at LinkedIn in the world of social media literally when Twitter was a all the rage. So I've always been in this world. And then I transitioned and shifted into taking a lot of that like content strategy, the business strategy coaching and bringing it into the online space. Um, and now I work specifically with corporate women who get it Corporate women know how to prioritize. We know how to juggle all the things. I really help people take those skills, take those skill sets and make a profitable business in the pockets of their time. So I like to say on your lunch break.
0: And what I love about that, we'll actually talk more about that lunch break later. Like Kara really is really good with like utilizing those little moments throughout your day to build her business, which on that note, let's actually go back a little bit. Cause I, I I remember when you and I were first talking and we were first getting to know each other a little bit better. And you even said something earlier, like, Hey, corporate women, we know how to juggle all the things. But I remember when we first started working together, you were like, how do I juggle all the things? So what do you think kind of holds people back from not really knowing that, even though that's our world every single day?
1: Totally. So the other thing I kind of like you know, here's my humble brag. I would like to say I'm clarity queen. And that's only actually because I've really struggled with clarity. So I am someone very type a, and if you're listening to this, I'm sure you guys are as well. So we are perfectionists. We want to do all the things we know what it takes to climb that corporate ladder. So, and that creates overwhelm, right? That can create overwhelm and anxiety and a go, 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 do, do, do mentality. So I really think when you're translating that to creating an online business, to getting clients to love you, to getting Instagram followers to fall in love with you and really connect, it starts with the clarity of super basic understanding what they need to hear. So not only understanding like what kind of content you need to put out, what your ideal client needs to hear, but what are your tasks that you need to be doing in order to build that brand? And so I think when I was all over the place, It really was like, I didn't know that I lacked the clarity of my ideal client a bit, but also my unique differentiators and what I had to do, like what I had to do day in and day out that were revenue generating. So
0: let's, there's a, there's a few different things that you said there. And I know my listeners are like, probably like writing all these things down, which I want them to, but let's start with that ideal client um, avatar, if you will, first, because I think that's huge. That's sometimes why we don't know how to spend our time wisely because we want to serve all the people. So can you break that a little bit down a little bit more? Like how did you define your ideal client?
1: Yeah. So I think it's a bit of giving ourselves grace that we don't need to have this perfect overnight and that it's going to evolve. I've evolved my ideal client ah, 10 times, maybe, and it's Me still too. evolving. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. yep. And it's- Evolving because as we evolve, we get to change our ideal client. Or as we launch and we have different offers, we have a different product suite that changes slightly. So it's first and foremost like the grace that you don't need to have this perfect. And the more people you work with, the more people you serve, the more people you even just jump on sales calls with, you are gonna learn and hear more pain points and aha moments. But what I always like to tell my clients is think about a before and after. So if you think about a weight loss journey, all the health coaches out there, right? You have yep. on the left-hand side, the before you, 30 <laughs> pounds heavier, right? Yep, yep, yep. And, and on the right-hand side, you come out of COVID and you are slim and strong and all the things, right? Yeah. And when when people are talking to you, like if a health coach is pitching you right or or talking about their story, their journey, they're like, Hey, I used to be 30 pounds heavier and I couldn't chase my kids around the yard. And I was depressed. And you know, my relationship with my husband suffered. Those were the pain points, right? That's where she was before the journey of working with, you know, having her health system or whatever it was. And then after she felt like a new person, she had new confidence. She went and bought new leggings and bathing suits and all the things And so whenever I think about writing my content or defining that ICA, I just simply write on a piece of paper and I put a line down the middle and I'm like, okay, where's my person before, before working with me, her true, true pains, her 30 pounds overweight and where will she be after working with me? And it's a super simple exercise, but I still do it to this day.
0: That's, that's huge because I have to imagine when you are on Instagram, when you're either even if I'm not sure if you're using other social media platforms, but it potentially helps you really find those individuals that you want to work with them.
1: Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just use um, Facebook, Facebook group and Instagram and it helps not even just find those individuals, but it helps people come to me because when I'm super crisp and clear in my content and storytelling around that people will say, and what you want to create in your content and storytelling is that me too factor. So they read it and people will message me like, Oh my gosh, me too. I feel that way. Me too. You're creating such a deep connection that they see themselves in your story and that they want to learn more they want to know how to work with you.
0: But did that before and after exercise change because of, of everything that's going on with this pandemic?
1: Yes. So I recently launched my mastermind. So it's a, a higher ticket investment and it's for people really wanting to scale to the, five figures, multiple five figures. Um, so my ideal client, while well, she didn't change her, her mindset changed. She, yeah. that fear, that fear came back in. Yep. Yep. Right. That fear of, um, what I mean, if I can't mainly, mainly yes, but main no, well, Actually what I heard, cause it was right around their time. They were about to like, give me five figures for that investment. So like, you can imagine what's really going through someone's head. Like, is this a good time for me to invest? Right. Uh-huh. Um, and there, because will people buy from me? That was the scarcity that was starting to come in. So I think it was a lot of breaking down. What was the fears? Mm. So not maybe the pain, but what was the fear? But then to your point, Lisa, definitely what was, changing is everything is just, um, an overload with COVID, right? Like we're just feeling things 10 times more than we would. So fear we're going to feel 10 times more, but also the, the after side of things. So now it's, I think what I heard, and I'm curious if your audience felt any of this is I have to make this work now because there's no such thing as that illusion of job security anymore. Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: I, I- I felt that way Um, I know that my audience felt that way because no one's uh, luckily I'm in healthcare, so it was something that was still needed but I was watching so many of my friends that were also in an HR field either get a pay cut or lose something that were in my clients I had people that were my clients that were getting laid off so to your point they were holding on to their corporate job for so long potentially holding off on building their side business because their corporate job was stable but COVID-19 totally. flipped that where it was no longer stable. So to your point, there were these people that were raising their hand that was like, "Hey, I might not be in the place to financially invest, but I need to invest because this is now the only thing I really have to almost guarantee that I'm going to be able to pay for my bills in the future. This is the only thing I'm going to have that's going to guarantee that I'm able to do something. So I think what you're yeah. saying is spot on, but it's also what made this really scary, I think- For some people, how that like how do I how do I still do this? And if my mindset is still a little uneasy, if people will purchase for me, if other people are getting laid off,
1: yeah, absolutely. There's a few different things that come up, right? But I think you just really have to like examine your thoughts. And I stood and I examined my thoughts for a few different days. But then what I always say is I need to personally look for proof, either proof to support what I'm actually thinking, like is this true, or am I going to disprove this thought? And so I actually went to my coach and I said the same thing. I'm like, you know, I feel a little uneasy asking for all this money right now. Like I will be the first to hold up my hand and say it, which as a coach, we never want to admit. Right. 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 And then I was like, I know my mindset's just all screwed up. Can you coach me through this right now? And she's like, okay, let's validate the thoughts. And we actually looked at payment processing systems. Was the money down? Like was online business down? And the fact of the matter is, no, it was not. Like if we look at Stripe or PayPal or whatever for all these different online payment systems, it was actually increasing. So online business was still booming going great. Yeah. People were, yes, of course, here we go pivoting. But the fact of the matter is, is that people were still willing to spend money. And especially if we, if we think of that pleasure point, that freedom that this, this extra money that people want to make, whether it's going full time in their business or a side hustle, that is just times 10 right now. So I think my ideal client wants to make this work more than anything. And so it's just kind of making sure that their mindset and proving it with the facts is that like, actually this online business thing, is it's the time right now. It's like the best time that we've ever seen in our lifetime. So it's
0: almost this concept of just because the world has slowed down doesn't mean your side business slows down.
1: It's funny. I sent an email out that had that subject line. (laughs) While the world is slowing down, we're busier than ever. Like I've hired another person during this time because we're so busy. So I think it's just looking and, and blocking out the things, the noise that of course, we're not going to ignore the news completely during this time, but the things that are making you feel horrible and are disproving your faith, like stop looking at those, look at things that are going to support your faith and that really are going to keep you going during this time. That's what, that was the biggest shift that I've made.
0: That's huge, 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 huge. So let's, let's shift a little bit only because everything you're talking about is super juicy, but I, I also know that there's still this element, right? Of, all right. So if I had this ideal client avatar, if I did this great exercise between what are they feeling before they're working or yeah, before they're working with me to how they're going to feel after, there's still this component of how do I manage my time? And what Mm. I mean by this, I don't know if your clients and students were saying the same thing, but now that they were working from home, if you had a client that had children or a significant other, they were really struggling with, all right, well now I got to see this person and these kids and potentially be a teacher to my kids. I'm struggling now with finding even me time. Did you experience that too with your clients? And if so, like, how did you help them through that piece?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think everyone, e- even if you don't have kids, like I experienced it as well. It's like, okay, now I have this time, but when do I do things where, so I don't just pace back and forth in my living room on <laughs> <laughs> um, even though we're busier than ever, like I know that we've all probably did the pace. Like, what am I doing again? Like, I'm, I'm scattered. um So I think it really comes down to goal setting and boundaries. So I'm really huge with goal setting, and not just like, okay, I want to make Excellent. X amount right now, but right. like, I actually have a lot of my clients flip it. And how do I want to feel right now? Like, what are your core beliefs, core desires? Because that is your deeper why, right? That is the deeper why it's going to keep you going when all this stuff gets tough. Yeah. So I do an exercise, like what are your core desires for the year, the half, and now this month, especially with COVID. So an example that like I personally have is um, connection, impact, and safety and flow. And so I actually have those now in front of me on a sticky note. And when I'm thinking about like what my day is going to be like, I pick a word and I focus on that and make sure that everything I'm going to do in that day actually supports that. And that will of course go into and like align with a launch or a money goal or something client related. Um, But then I think it's really important to have those kind of boundaries and have the knowing that if you are not taking care of yourself first, like. You're not supporting your clients. You're not supporting your family, right? You're not going to be, you know, really present with your husband. So what is the schedule that you can set the day before and really focus on it, knowing it's going to be a bigger service to everyone Um, and just having those boundaries. So I got super clear on, okay, this is the time. Finally, I'm going to become a 6 a.m. person. I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. I'm going to do my walk. I'm not going to check my client calls. I'm not going to talk to anyone else right now. I'm going to do these things because it's going to make everyone else and everything around me better. And then just having like a very rigid schedule. So I think it truly comes down to the the scheduling thing. Um, And just knowing like what's going to work for you at the end of the week, analyze it. Did that work or was that a hot mess? Yeah. Okay. Fine. It was a hot mess. Cool. I'm going to, I'm going to switch this thing next week and not like beat yourself up over it. We always just beat ourselves up over this, like never ending to do list. And I think it's just like, More so the analysis of it is, is really important.
0: So it's interesting. You're like, Hey, I'd adapt to being like an early morning person and wake up at six. Um, I actually shared a post the other day where I was like, Hey, what time, like, what do you do? What's your new COVID, you know, 19 routine because things are different. And I shared how my new routine is that I wake up at four 30 and I got so many people that were like, you do what? And I know for some people that does sound so ridiculous and so extreme, especially because I have a nine month old and because I'm pregnant, but that's why I wake up. Like if I didn't do that and have that me time where I know the house is quiet and I can actually focus on those things, the day gets the best of me. And then I personally, my boundaries, I don't want to be working after my day job is done. I want to be spending the few hours I have with my daughter before she goes to bed. And then when she goes to bed, I wanna be able to spend a few hours with my husband before we go to bed. So to your point, yep. I hear it's about like, not only setting a specific schedule that works for you and finding those pockets, but then having those boundaries. Because if I'm gonna work in the morning at 4.30 and get my tired butt out of bed at that time, I don't want to be also putting stress on myself at 8 p.m. that I have to do something for my side business or my day job. Like so. Boundaries are key. So I think that's huge I, that you're talking about. that. I
1: think this is so important, Lisa, and why I became a morning person. Now I'm like, Oh, okay. I got to become five 30, five 30 is the new goal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> baby steps. Yep. I like it. Yeah, it is baby steps. Right. And I got to, I actually got to five 50, 6 AM in 15 minute increments. I didn't just rip the bandaid off. And all of a sudden, like I actually, one week I went 15 minutes earlier, the next week I went 15 minutes earlier, but I think this is super important really for two reasons. I like you decided I want my evenings to read and decompress and not do the things because I sleep better and I can get in a routine. So when I'm done by six, maybe seven, I'm done. And that is my thing. And the sacrifice I make is becoming a morning person because that's who I want to be. And it's not going to work for everyone. But I think it's exactly just that we, we now know ourselves enough to know like that is a level of balance we want. And when like COVID ends, like I want to go out to like dinner with people and whatnot. But the other thing that is so important is especially it was corporate women. And when we are juggling all the things, if we have such, and I know because I've burnt out, I've juggled all the things I've had the fullest plate that was like overflowing, no room yep. for anything. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of you can probably relate, but if you do not have the time to think and process, and do anything at all, you become a machine that is just doing, and you're not actually able, and this is like science, and stress, and how it all works, like we are not able to actually become creative, and think, and therefore not produce great content, yep, yeah, we can't actually create this business we want, if we don't give ourselves the time to think, and get out of that fight and flight mode, because our bodies won't allow it,
0: Hands down, and I and I know I know Kara and I are both giving you guys examples of how we're a morning person. Um, but I honestly, we could probably give you examples of the times that people are using throughout the day. But that free time, to Kara's point, but to your point, it allows you the space to be creative. And and I want to let everyone know too. There are moments where I wake up at 4:30 30 and I'm just not freaking creative and I'm okay with that. And I just journal, but there are a lot more mornings where I'm able to have like my cup of coffee and it feels hella good just to be in this space where I'm not stressed. I'm not thinking about the next thing. Like it's this dedicated time. And then again, like I said, the days that I'm not that creative, I'm like, all right, it's just not there, but I still woke up. I still dedicated that time. I'm going to journal. I'm going to listen to a podcast. I'm going to read something to really kind of help me during that time to give that protected side hustle time. So I'm keeping my goals centered uh, and not feeling like I'm losing, losing that piece of my business. I don't know if you would agree.
1: Oh, I like, and and you guys may be listening to this and think like, Oh, okay. They don't need to hustle. No, we We hustle. (laughs) (laughs) And we're coming out the other side and looking back and sharing with you. Don't do it the way necessarily we did it, but there are seasons. And so when you're in a launch or when you're getting your first few clients or like there are seasons you hustle, right? It's like at work. If you have a huge project, you pull those, like (laughs) you burn that midnight oil, but then have to give yourself the two or three weeks to like decompress. decompress. Like, why? Yeah. You see people launching all the time, but they have teams, big teams behind them. And so what happens is like, everything's a season. You can go hard, but you need to like take some time off. And what I've actually given as a mantra now to all of my clients um, is the more I rest, the more money I make. Ooh. And I live by that now. I live by it. And yesterday, one of my clients just said, Kara, I took a day off, like a true day off for the first time. And I don't even, my whole life, it feels like. And I woke up and I had a $1,200 client paid in full and I did nothing. Shut it's up. <laughs> it, it's true. People don't want to buy stress. They don't want to buy hustle. You can feel they that. Feel you know?
0: They feel it. They feel it. Well, listeners, I know that you are getting a lot of great tips from Kara, whether it's the before and after exercise as it relates to finding your ideal client avatar to really getting your goals set and finding those boundaries with those specific times that you need to really focus on your business because everything Kara is talking about right now you can apply even after COVID-19. It doesn't have to be specifically for COVID-19. These are these are really, really good tips that I would definitely put in your toolbox to pull out whenever you're feeling really strapped for uh, time or if you're feeling a little overwhelmed, this really gets you grounded. So with that said, Kara, how can people get connected with you?
1: Yes, I would love to connect with everyone. So I'm really active on Instagram at Kara Baroni Um, pop on in and say hi but my real place for community is in my Facebook group so it is called corporate women scaling business and actually I'm not sure exactly when this will release Lisa but next week because I'm so about transparency and the real deal we are hosting an interview series that is action messy action oriented and I'll be interviewing clients and other people who have juggled their corporate job and made five figures so five days to five figures. The real messy action you need will be starting next week as well. If you guys want to pop in, pop on in. So
0: what I love, it's all about divine time. So when this launches, which will be next week is the actual week that Kara is referencing. So in the show notes, you'll be able to find the link to that Facebook group. You'll be able to find the link to her Instagram. Definitely check it out. Her group is, it is a large group of women that are supportive. They get a lot of information. There's a lot of sharing in there. And I think this is an interview series that you don't want to miss. So Kara, thank you seriously so much for jumping on. Thanks for sharing your knowledge and just appreciate having you.
1: Thank you so much. This was so fun. And thanks everyone for listening. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, here's what I want you to do. Take a quick screenshot of you listening to the Corporate Side Hustler podcast and upload the image to your Instagram stories and tag me in it at the Corporate Side Hustler. I would love to hear from you and connect with you on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you the same time next week. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye for now.